What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Mediaverse Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Licardo, and joining with me, as always, is a Sacred Skull. How you doing, bud? I'm good. How's it going, everyone? Hope you're doing well. I'm uh, yeah. fresh off a five-and-a-half-hour recording session. Hey, for... That content's going to be good. Yeah. Looking, hoping the people like it. Yeah, uh, before we really kick off, also I should have messed with the cameras a little more, just so you know, you're, you're, if you want to scoot down in your camera a little bit, you might fit better. Both of us don't quite fit into the cameras how I have it, but I should have edited that before we got, we're going, we're recording <laughs> <Okay>. live, <laughs> we're just doing it. Um, before we continue, and why I'm talking about cameras, we have a YouTube channel now. We do. Um. Yeah, and it's not the one we talked about last time because <laughs> Google was slow and I wanted to make a YouTube channel. So yep. we are now at the underscore Mediaverse on YouTube. Actually kind of like the change in the name better, so it works because we don't have yep. a podcast in there. Yeah. So yeah, um, check it out. Um, in the last two weeks, the podcast went up there. Uh, and then I also did separate videos for breaking down the Fantastic Forecast. And the Borderlands 3 trailer, which we will yep. discuss here. But if you want to see kind of more in-depth videos, that's kind of what that's for. Um, but yeah. You ready to ready to talk? We got a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, we, I'm ready to burn <laughs> through them. Uh, well, let's start with one of those topics that I made a video about. The Fantastic Forecast. All right. Um, I'll let you kick this off because most of my thoughts are obviously out there. Mm-hmm. Um once again, just to go over the cast, we got confirmed Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic. Yep. Then it was Vanessa Kirby as yep. um, Sue Storm, Invisible Woman. And I am pulling up the list. Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm, Human Torch. And Yvonne Moss Bachrock as Ben Grimm, The Thing. Yep. How do you feel about this new official Marvel Fantastic Forecast. Um, I, uh, against like most of people's opinions, I think this casting rocks. Personally, most people are against this cast. I thought people. Yeah, were I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people hating. They're saying they cooked with two, and they absolutely missed with two. Um, I've, I've seen Joseph Quinn getting a yeah. little hate. That, yeah, that's and, the one I, I've And Pedro seen. Pascal. Pedro Pascal is the second really? most. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're, I mean, they're, I, some, I, some reason they're turning on Pedro, man. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I've heard the complaints of, oh, he's too exposed. But mm-hmm. he's only exposed to us nerds that watch yeah. all the stuff he's in. Yeah. He's really not that exposed to the broad audience. Yeah. And I that, mean, I, I talked about that in the video, like, that I don't, this is really his first, like, actual major gig ever. Yeah. He really doesn't I mean, have Game another major gig. Yeah, but even that is still kind of. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't the He wasn't, like, a main B role. character. Yeah. yeah. You're right. All right, but I'll, I, sorry, cutting you off a no, bit. I'll let you overall um, explain why you love this cast. I think, um, well, first of all, just from. The bear. I only know the things actor, um, Yvonne. Um, he was great in the bear, um, and I feel like I've seen him in a couple other things too. And I've, I'm, I, I like him. I, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it working. Um, 
uh, Quinn with Johnny Storm. Uh, I think I think he's going to be. I think he's going to do it. I mean, I've only seen him in Stranger Things. Um, he was great. He was he great was so in that. Good. Right, exactly. So I'm. I. I don't know. I have confidence. He's shooting one for one for me. So I mean, I like him. When the number one complaint is, oh, he's not male model enough for Johnny right. Storm. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, right. Who like, cares? like it. I I don't know. I mean, to me, I think he looks like a perfectly handsome individual. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm I, yeah. like, uh, um, I I I wish I looked like him. Right? Yeah, I, exactly. I would take that glow up. Um, uh. Uh, but like, and Sue Storm, I think perfectly casted. Um, uh, was Jessica? Is Jessica? What's her name? Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Vanessa Kirby. Um, you're thinking um, Jessica Alba. Yeah, yeah, original. yeah, the original. Um, hard to get that out. Yeah, hard to. Yeah, yeah, a childhood crush. But um, I think she's going to do amazing. I have faith in that, and I also have faith in Pedro Pascal's wide range of acting. So I, I'm committed to to enjoying this cast as a as a cast, and I think they're according to Pedro according to Ebon. Pedro Pascal made a fantastic four group chat with them in it already. So they're, they're bonding. I fully believe that. They bonding. They're, they're yeah. good. They're, this is going to be good, man. I, I have high hopes for this cast. No, I, th- I think this cast is great. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I obviously won't go as into all my thoughts. I've made a whole 20 plus minute video on this. Right. But Pedro, I, the argument that he's too overexposed is that's just our media. Right. Like that's where we are. I'm glad he's finally got a major role. I think yeah. he's going to kill it. Vanessa Kirby, we've talked about her plenty on this podcast and how we believe she is perfect for this role. So I continue to link that. So the two big ones to talk about here are Ebon and Joseph. Ebon, I love as the thing. And yeah. yeah. I've also only know him from the bear, but he is fantastic on the bear. Yep. He is so good that this just works. And then Joseph Quinn already stole the show in an ensemble piece where he yeah. walked in was charismatic was interesting you wanted to like that's Root Johnny yeah that's Johnny yeah. he's an asshole but he's charismatic but he's and you love him yeah and it's like yeah i i think they nailed it i'm very excited about this cast i thought the poster the concept art poster yeah. that they dropped like yeah. just spoke volumes and was interesting and I, just already started feel the family vibes, which is I what agree. the Fantastic Four should be. Yep. Um, so main cast we're both excited about, but there's more here. Um, rumors of villains being cast for this movie, and the big villain that is apparently rumored is Galactus. And Javier Bardem is the top choice Marvel has for Galactus. Apparently they've been trying to get him and he okay. hasn't wanted to sign on, but they haven't given up yet. Okay. Um, so let's start there. Javier, Javier Bardem as okay. Galactus opinions. I'm going to need to look him up real quick. Uh, I've seen no country for old men. Um, that, that, that's, oh, that's the, yeah, kind of his. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. He plays a good villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just it. He does, like, yeah. Yeah, I know his work. I've yeah. seen him. I'm a fan. I, I mean, if he's gonna play if he's gonna play a villain, 
might as well be Galactus. Make it grand and spectacle. But I hope uh, Marvel can give him a good deal that he'll enjoy. So that way they can land that. Yeah, no, I he's great in um in just the fact that he wants like he he plays a good villain. Like once yeah. again, No Country for Old Men is kind of the big one. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I'm I, I'd be interested. It's not like a I must have Javier Bardem as Galactus. Right. Um I think a lot of actors could play that role and yeah. just kind of big names or I don't even think it needs to be a big name. It could be just needs to be some imposing presence. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, who plays Galactus. I'm less worried about, but along with Galactus comes the silver surfer. Yes. And the rumors here are one it's going to be, potentially a female actress playing the role with it kind of being more agnostic as what gender the silver surfer is. And I've heard Anna Taylor joy. I think it was as the main rumor. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find in particular where I saw that Mm -hmm. it might've been a, um, Grace Randolph video. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to find exactly where, uh, or if that's even the right actress, and I'm not just making this up. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of okay with it being... Uh, I know a lot of people are like anti-gender swapping or gender bending, but I'm kind of okay with it as long as the character is still really cool and accurate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, okay, I was not making this up. There's articles all the way back from November oh, with wow. the rumors of Anya Taylor-Joy as, wow. as Silver Surfer. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm not. Um, but yeah, I mean, and she has, like, the... She has a look that kind of... Um, who uh, plays the Ancient One. Uh, and uh, I'm, bl- I'm blanking on her name right oh, now. Oh, I know her name. Um, um, oh, man. This is going to kill me. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, yeah. Tilda Swinton. And has that same kind of just look to them that could be female, male. It's it's could kind of play in between. And the Silver Surfer is a galactic entity. It doesn't necessarily need to be male, female. It could be just, it's an entity. So yep. I'm okay with it. Um, Anna Taylor-Joy... Her big thing coming out, she's replacing Charlize Theron as um, Furiosa in the kind of yeah. prequel Mad Max movie, and that's kind of where we'll really see her. Yeah. She's definitely got the alien out there look to her with her. She's got big eyes, yeah. which I, I think would look really cool as the Silver Surfer. I agree. Um, I'll just ask, any if it's not Javier Bardem and Anna Taylor-Joy, in these Anya Taylor Joy, any particular actors, actresses you would pick for these roles? Um, yeah, there's this one guy. Um, I can't remember his name. I want, yeah, Keith David. I would put him as Galactus. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a 
he's a, kind of an older fellow. He's got he's got the voice for it. I think. I know who um, this is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he in my mind, I feel like he would he could probably do it. He could he could cook as Galactus, but I'm also not mad at who they're chasing down right now at all. So that's kind of my yeah. fan cast. And Silver Surfer, I mean, anyone that is, you know, can pull off that kind of stern yet like suit like direct kind of, you know, Galactus is coming. I am his servant type of deal. Anyone that can pull that off, you got it. Like, I just need the character to be good. That's it. Yeah. Um, a name that kind of comes to mind for more Galactus side. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, thinking that maybe it's going to be more like almost voice work. Yeah. It's kind of where like the Keith yeah. David would work as well. You know, who does a great villain voice? It's if, if I just said, you know, the great villain voice of all time. And any, any names come to mind for you over there? Um, kind of iconic and some of the most major cartoon shows of all time. Um, I'm blanking, but I feel like it's going to be really obvious. It is Mark Hamill. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mark Hamill go in there and do just, uh, I mean, we're talking about the guy that did Joker and yeah. Firelord Ozai. That's true. I completely forgot just, he did Ozai. Yeah, yeah. That I there's something when we get to Avatar that as I was taking my notes and stuff, yeah. I didn't realize that we'll talk about when we get there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just I if we're just going more for voice work, I think that'd be interesting. Obviously, they're probably gonna do some CGI with the face and have it look like that. But I mean, Mark it still could be Mark Hamill's face. It, it could. So. Yeah, um, that's the one that kind of was there for me. That would be um, cool. I would be, I'd be down for that. All right, we'll be talking plenty of Fantastic Four because that's kind of the next big movie post Deadpool. Yeah, we're going to be getting. Um, so let's move on, and we actually got news, and we're going to talk some video game news. Um, we're seeing the the two week cycle <laughs> came back to bite us in this yep. particular one. Um, a Mandalorian game was yeah. announced coming from Respawn, makers of the Jedi Fallen Order, Survivor, yep. the Jedi series. And Titanfall. And Titanfall. Yep. Loved it, man. Yeah. Where's Titanfall 3. Oh, man. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, Jeez. But yeah, I mean, how excited are you for this? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm there day one, minute one, second one. I. I. I have full faith. I mean, the Jedi Survivor games are some of my favorite games of all time. Um, Fallen Order um, and Titanfall, again, one of my favorite games of all times. I think Respawn has the capability to do this immaculately. Um, uh, I hope we get a ton of customization. I hope we get a ton of different ways to attack as a Mandalorian. If you want to focus more on range or close combat or daggers or flamethrowers and jetpacks or no jetpack or etc etc i feel like that would be such a cool way to do it um and i hope the the story is really good and from what i've seen from the star wars games that they've made so far the story is going to be really good <laughs> so, yeah no that yeah. that's exactly what i was gonna say like we know they make a good star wars game yeah. they're getting just getting another potential part of the ip i i'm all there i'm yep. day one um, I have no, and it, it it's more shooter elements, and that just brings in the Titanfall aspects, yep. which is fantastic for um, sure. So very excited for this. Um, absolutely, just can't can't wait. <laughs> I, w- I want more information. 
Um, going on, we, on the last podcast, made the joke about Madam Web and how none of us were excited to see it, Rob yep. included. Madam Web came out. Yeah, I did. And, and it, it is... It should not have. Yeah. It is being destroyed. And the, yeah. I've not seen it. And at this point, I don't want to see it oh. off of what I've heard of how bad it is. Yeah. Me um, either. Like I heard, I, I heard a friend talking today. And they, they said they went and saw it knowing that it was going to be bad. And Azazel, the villain. Yeah. They literally had the actor re-record his lines. Really? And it looks like a like a dubbing over like an international film where oh like the words God. don't match up with the voice or the, the mouth terrible. In, in a Hollywood movie. That's insane. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen so many clips of like moments in that movie that are like, how did this, how did this get okay? How did you not push this back? How did you not mix and master this differently? I don't know. It, <laughs> It just seems like a school project, not a Hollywood level movie, but no. And it's apparently, and this is what I, I've, I've things starting to come out like Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, they thought they were in a real Marvel movie. Oh, they thought they were in an MCU movie. Like when they Oof. signed on to it. Wow. So it's like there's talks and things. I know Screen Cush put out a video of like, could Marvel sue for the rights of yeah. Spider-Man back? Because this is hurting the brand of Spider-Man yeah. and MCU and all of this. And I hope it does. Yeah. I really I, hope, they I hope they can because yeah. at, outside of the first Venom, when has Sony put out a decent standalone live action movie? No, never. Exactly. Well, the first Venom oh yeah, is just action, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's like, all right, so if their big worry is we want to keep making the animated movies, let them keep the animated movie right. Yes. Yes. Sure. Keep the animated, keep the video game rights. Yeah. So that's, so that Insomniac just keeps, keep making all the games. Yeah. Keep those. Give live action movie rights back to Marvel. At this point. Please. Clearly you can't make movies in and make a universe because no one wants to see a universe without Spider-Man. Yeah. At the end of the day. Or if you're going to do it, just bring Andrew Garfield back and do a separate yeah. Spider-Man universe. Yes, please. He, but even then, you messed up his movies already once, so I don't trust that you wouldn't do it again. I think it's recoverable in Andrew Garfield's place because of what was done in No Way Home. But, yeah, I have zero faith in Sony's live-action department uh, at this point. All right. Moving on to potentially our biggest topic of the day. Avatar The Last Airbender live action. All episodes have dropped on Netflix. Yep. Have you gotten to watch all of them? I have. I finished it yesterday. Perfect. So, for anyone listening, spoilers inbound. We're going to be talking about everything with the show, our thoughts, what changes were made, what they included, what they didn't include. Yep. Um, and give, give you our, our review and thoughts about it. I know when I finished it, I, I tweeted out. I watched it in one night. And yep. I tweeted out. I, I got I got some thoughts. I also and have thoughts. I'm excited to, excited to talk about them here. So I want to start off just overall thoughts first. Opinions, just did you like it? Did you okay. not like it? Where do you fall on that? And then we could go into details. I have notes on like 
things yeah. I loved, things I didn't like. Change lately, I was like through the episodes taking notes on things they changed. Yeah, and made, made note of it. So like, I, yeah. I, I got. You should a lot go first for on, the, on the notes, the notes, and you probably have more than I do. Um, oh well, I, I got more. De- yeah, the detailed yeah, yeah. side. Yeah, notes. I have more general thoughts. Um, uh, yeah. Overall, my overall like rating of it, it was it was very enjoyable for me. I won't lie. I well, very is maybe pushing it a little bit, but I did enjoy it. I will say it was good. Um, all those haters and insta naysayers that are like, this is trash, blah, blah, blah. I pretty much rate it the same way I rated it, uh, rated the one piece live action. Um, having seen both beforehand. Um, I think that it was a well done adaptation. Things are never going to be one-to-one. Things are never going to be perfect. Um, with that being said, um, yes, there, I mean, even immediately off the bat, there were things I had problems with in the the show, but that's just because I like grew up with the animated show and it's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's one of my few 10 out of 10s. I have it tattooed on my body. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's, it is just so personal to me that I, you know, of course I'm going to have problems when it defies like things that were touched upon in the show originally. But for most part, I think that they took, they took everything that, that was like in the show and like minor aspects, major aspects. And they, they meshed it like pretty well. I got to say for my, my personal enjoyment, I, I got to say it worked. Um, pacing was probably my biggest thing. If they could have done a couple more episodes, paced it out a little longer, included a little bit more of the filler stuff to kind of help it congeal as a, as a unit, as a show, I would have loved that more because it kind of felt like we were just jumping right through it all. And it wasn't really like you couldn't really grow with the characters as the characters were growing. Um, Which is funny because the, the showrunners have said like they need to set up the show to make it so that it can, it yeah. expands more because the anime show only is a year's time from yeah. literally start of season one to end of season three. Yeah. And because of live action, the actors literally growing up, yep. they can't do that. So they're like, we need to make it feel like it's extended and longer. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, the pace is very, it's, it's quick so fast. Yeah. Rapid. Um, but yeah, any, any other general thoughts for, I kick into my general uh, thoughts. Yeah. I will say the, the fight scenes, uh, they they met my expectations. They 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 well for the most part. I feel like the lack of sometimes martial arts incorporated into the the bending was kind of not there. But sometimes it was well executed. It was it was um, it was treated more like sorcery sometimes than it was bending or you know an extension of your martial arts or you know the movements and stuff. Um, so that was kind of like weird for me. Cause like sometimes it was just, it just literally looked like you were like an earth sorcerer or a water sorcerer. You weren't really a water bender. You weren't doing movements. You were just kind of, you know, doing 
nothing. But uh, that kind of took me out a little bit. But I think for what it was, I enjoyed it. Like I was sucked in with the action scenes. It looked good in my opinion. I think the CGI was done as well as they could have. Maybe maybe a little bit better. But but you know, it was good. It was good. It wasn't terrible. Um, yeah, I think that was probably some of my highlights. Um, oh, yeah. and uh, casting castings. The castings for most of the characters were great, in my opinion. Yeah, no. Uh, so general thoughts. I'm with you. I, I I think I think it was it was good. It was a yeah. solid adaptation. It was not the greatest thing I've yeah. ever watched. It was not a perfect TV show. Yep. It was not the animated series. Right. But it was still good. I still yeah. enjoyed most of it. There were some nitpicks here and there that I had as well. But yeah, I I agree. Just overall, it was good. I also agree the casting was fantastic. I in particular said Sokka, Zuko, yeah, Sokka. and Aang. Yeah, for sure. Like the, those three I thought nailed it. Yeah. I, Sokka was the number one standout for me. I thought the Sokka actor was fantastic. I agree. Uh, Zuko I thought was incredibly well. And Aang, Aang while it wasn't as silly and yeah. out, like out there as the cartoon, I thought it worked with what the live action did. And I thought the actor still brought that levity to it, even without it being as comedic of a role. I completely agree. Um, yeah. Kataro, I thought was fine. I, she was the only one out yeah. of the like, main group that didn't really like stand out to of, me. I have a lot of gripes with how they did Katara in this, in this live action show. Um, but we can get into that later. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get into to gripes. Um, and more specific things. My biggest grievance is some things with the directing. Yeah. Um, the slow motion action shots. Yeah. That were constant. Yeah. Were it so cheesy. So many. Me. So many. It, it was, there were these really cool action scenes and then slow motion action yeah. shot to end it. I'm just like. Yeah. Why? Oh, Every time? Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Um, so I said some weird directing and visuals at a point because yeah. of that. I was Absolutely. not a fan of the General Xiao actor. Yeah, me I, either. Yeah, me he either. had some weird line delivery and yeah. his hands and motions. I just was like, you don't was, seem menacing to me yeah. at and, all. And then when it came out uh, three days ago that he thought he was auditioning for Avatar The Blue People, it made so much sense. Um, yeah. Because uh, I was watching it I was like, why – this is not Zhao. This is like a completely different, like he's still a commander or whatever. He's still, he's still a, a, a mean guy. He's still a, you know, yeah. rude person, but he's not, it was weird. It was, it weird was weird. Me. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was awesome. So, yeah, so, um, and then my other main grievance was Aang never learning to water bend throughout yes. the season. Yes. Like, Yes. Why? Yes. Why? There was times where Katara's water bending and going on with the scroll, yep. and walks up to her, and he's just like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah. I'm just like, "Like just, why? Why? Why yeah. is that all going to happen off screen between and season one and two? I and hope, that's how you say yeah, this the is one of my biggest grievances. Yeah, this is one of mine too. Because there's, it's 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 also blending in with also my things with Katara, is that they don't show anything between Katara's emotions and her bending barely um, and her connection with Aang that grows between them leading up to going to the north and like uh, Aang is blushing every time that she's teaching him a new move and 
their their bond is growing ever tighter and tighter as they continue to try and bend together. Um, but I see like in the show that um, I see like where they tried to like pivot it and like make it so that way Katara becomes our master on her own first. And then Aang is still the airbender and is realizing that he needs to step it up. Like I get it. I get where they're trying to go with it. But at the end of the show, Katara is giving him this emotional like talk and like they're hugging and like, you know, she's talking him out of being this wrath monster. And like what relationship do they have? There's no there's no relationship built up that entire show. Sokka and Aang had more moments together than Katara and Aang. Like Zuko and Aang had more moments than Katara and Aang. Zuko and Aang stuff was fantastic. Yeah, it was. And yeah. man, I, yeah, that's like one of my biggest things. They did Katara dirty in this show and their relationship dirty. Um any other grievances? Let's 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 finish up like kind of grievances, and then we'll talk kind of. I have a list of great parts, and then yeah. I have a list of the differences I noticed. Okay, so kind of, oh. I, I figured we'll kind of go through that. Section. Um, yeah, five minutes into the show, when the Earthbender had to like some sometimes he was cooking, he was you know doing moves and things were happening. Other times, he had to slow down and do things really slowly. I didn't really understand that. Um, and it's not like he was doing any extra moves. He was just taking a longer time to do them. And then he got caught up and I was like, how that doesn't make any sense anyway. Um, and then five minutes after that, Aang was flying through the air. I know a lot of people are like, he's using the wind to glide around and stuff, but that's not ever how Aang used to move. Well, I, that, that is supposedly the advanced air yeah. technique is that they can fly without a glider. But, that's, but he shouldn't be that way at this point in time. Yeah, he shouldn't. I don't think he was ever that way, even as old Aang. Zaheer was the first airbender in generations to learn how to fly. Yeah. In Legends of Korra, yeah. years past. Yeah, when when the advanced Way. methods of electricity yeah. and metal bending yeah. and all of that and blood Lava bending, bending like, well, yeah, count, it yeah, all like, happened. That that that's more commonplace. So air bending got the advancement. But yeah, that's I understand. I I also yeah I actually forgot about that. I, I yeah. wasn't taking notes that quickly in. Mm-hmm. I would I would have written that down. Yeah, I thought it was. And then they never really went back to it. Yeah, because at never. first I was and like. Then- Aang Where, where's his glider? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he has his glider like yes. through the rest of the series. And yes. I was like, why was that scene in the why beginning? Why include it? Exactly. And if you're going to include him, like just it, include him doing big jumps and big like dives and stuff like he would in the show. Cause he was just that good with like air jumps and air mobility, but he wasn't a flyer. That wasn't a thing. Um, no. Yeah. Um, one kind of like mix of a grievance, but also kind of a good thing that I had was the jokes and references they had to some of the stuff from the animated show. So like when, uh, Zuko and Iroh went to recruit June in the bar, there was the joke about all the stuff about these episodes. We didn't see, oh, the there was pirates. We heard yeah. about the Avatar fighting the Never pirates. Never saw the pirates. The water scroll. Yep. Um, there was the joke about them crossing the Great Divide. 
Yeah. Um, stopping the volcano from the fortune teller episode. Like they literally said these things, but they didn't include. But them. we didn't see them. So yeah. it's like I kind of like that they at least reference them. Yeah. But also, I kind of wish we saw them. So that's Just why it's a like a mix bit. of a good yeah. and a, a bad for me. I, I and then kind of along with that, um, a Pippin Paddle reference. The episode after Boomy, which is the name that Aang originally gives the Boomy in the cartoon show for all of them. Yeah. Um, Sokka gives it to the little girl and spirited away. Yeah. So I was like, I like that there's a reference, but we literally just had Boomy the last episode. So why wasn't that just there? So it's kind of these like references, but I was just like, maybe could have just shown them or done them oh, where they should have been. And Boomy. Oh man. Yeah. There's a lot of things yeah, I that, don't agree I, with. I got, I got Boomy in the changes. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah. cause I, I have some notes about Boomy as well. Yeah. Which kind of, I guess could fall in grievances, but I have that up in changes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like grievances, I thought just literally like yeah, just that, like the what things the heck? that really yeah. stood out, like what yeah. the heck. Um, but let's talk great things, the things we really liked. Um, number one thing, the blue spirit. Oh, section. for sure, that that blue spirit was great. section was yeah. my favorite part of the series. Like that was, it was almost exact for what yeah. it was in. It was really good anime show, and I thought it was the peak moment. Of the live action show, yeah, I thought, and it was that's that's fantastic. where Aang and Zuko, the actors, I was like, yeah, no, they are nailing these roles. Everything yeah. around it was fantastic. The fact that when it was like kind of telling the past story of Zuko, and they added in the wrinkle that the forty first division yeah. that Zuko stood up for and got banished for became is crew. the crew that's yep. with him. It just added an extra layer, and I was like, that. That is how to take this and make it better. Exactly. I agree. And I wish they did more of that for – and not just extra nonsense every now and then. Because I hated G and, like, the crew before that. Like, they were annoying, and and also I understood why they were upset at Zuko because Zuko was being rude to them. It's like when that had that moment – because originally in the animated show, um, when we hear about the – Agni Kai and all that. It is Iroh telling yeah. the crew about the story to kind of give them some respect for Zuko and what he went through. Yep. And originally I, w- I put a note like in the changes, oh, it's not Iroh telling the crew. It was like um, Aang asked a question or something after he was captured. Um, and that's kind of where the flashback started. But then it ended kind of bringing it full circle back yep. to Iroh telling the crew. And I was like, so I, I loved that. Yeah, it was um, really well done. I will say. Yeah. Um, the cast was fantastic was my second point. The, the secret tunnel coming yep. up. The secret, the secret tunnel. tunnels on. It had to come in. It, it had, had to. to come in. I yeah, love it. Even it though great. it wasn't from book one, I'll talk about yep. that and the differences. Yeah. Um, when Iroh was captured, yeah. the Earth Soldiers conversation with Iroh, I thought was great. Really I don't remember Really kind it. of highlighting it was just it was a scene and he was just talking about the horridness of like what Iroh did in the siege of bossing say and all oh this. oh and then yeah, when he was in it, the in chains on the cart yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then it led into the scene at his son's funeral yeah where we saw zuko and yeah. Iroh that scene start was of that great. connection yeah so those and leaves in the combined. vines playing slowly in the background yeah yeah it was great. No, the the funeral scene was fantastic. Yeah. Was one once again, I think one of the best scenes of the show. Yep. Um cabbage guy. Yep, cabbage got guy. Cabbage guy. My cabbages. Um I agree some of the fight scenes weren't great. Yeah. But I thought the Paku versus Katara fight 
was fantastic. It, it was good. almost ripped straight out of the animated show. Yeah. Um, Zuko Iroh relationship was, I thought, just a highlight of the show. I thought they nailed that relationship for sure. Uh, another reference to the lion turtle, I thought was fantastic. Yep. And then Momo with the save in the finale. Yeah. I put as a fantastic moment. Momo, I thought was just a good character. It was fun yeah. whenever he was on screen, but wasn't on screen enough. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 Momo, I almost named my recent cat Momo. Um, but well, my, my dog's nickname is Mo because she's oh, Moana, so oh, I, nice. I call her Momo. So yeah. that's Avid. She has Disney and Avatar as nice. kind of names. Um, but yeah, I I loved Momo. Like Momo has a lot of showtime in the OG show, um, and I was kind of upset that he was just the little furball that appears like mm-hmm. once every two episodes. Even Appa was not yeah. in the show a lot. Like yeah. the whole time when they're in Omashu. I was Where's, like, at, at a point, I was like, "Where is Appa?" Yeah, exactly. like, what did they do with Appa? We, we just kind of appeared on the bridge. And <laughs> yeah, we don't know where Appa is. Yeah, and then he's just randomly there again. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. It's he's um, not a vehicle. I think that's the the problem is that Momo is not a pet and Appa is not a vehicle in the show. They're characters. They're they are the integral parts of the group, but they don't show that in this show. Yeah. Um, any other big standouts for you before we kind of go over some of the big changes they made and we can discuss some uh, some of the changes? No, I don't I don't think so. Boomy, right. but we could talk changes there. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I got a whole big section. Yeah. Boomy. That's like the biggest chunk of my notes. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we get into changes, did you know Dave Filoni directed the first two episodes of the animated series? No. I did not know that until I was taking notes and like looking up things that well, happened in the animated series. Explains why I and like it, Dave Filoni. Right? Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, and it's the first two. It's not yeah. like he directed random episodes. He directed the pilot. The intro. like, yeah. Dang. And Makes so for much some sense. reason, it triggered in my mind, oh, yeah, he did work on that show. I didn't realize he directed the start of it. Yeah, me either. Um, I thought he came right, in so, later. Yeah, I did too. Um, so starting right off the bat, kind of, I did this chronologically because I took the notes as we go. Yeah, yeah. The big Air Nomad flashback. That Obviously was it. We, we get to see the attack on the Southern Air Temple I that and was Aang sick. leaving. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was sick. Yeah. It was, it, uh-huh. That's another scene where they took something pre-existing where you knew about it, but they mm-hmm. added on to it to make you feel something. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's how we'll do this. We'll discuss these changes. And yeah. Did we like it? Did we not? Do we wish things were different? Um, to be fair, for the first two episodes, I hadn't quite started taking notes as in-depth, so I kind mm-hmm. of re-added things in. Because uh, that's only my one real big thing from episode one. Which yeah. I, don't, I think episode one was mostly faithful, minus taking out like oh, penguin surfing uh, and things like that. Yeah, the penguin surfing. I was hopeful we would see penguin surfing for at least a second. But um, the... Excuse me. Um, the Zuko capture when he, Aang is first on the ship, that was completely flipped around. Like Aang's escape, Aang didn't not once try to waterbend, not once uh, fall off the ship and go into the water, not once go into the Avatar state, go into a water tornado and freeze people. Um and he instead just flew away on his glider, which then Katara caught him and waterbended to save them. And that, to me, was kind of a huge letdown because 
in the first episode of the show, you can see that, okay, this kid has some crazy power hidden in there somewhere, you know? And they didn't touch upon that at all. Like like you said, it seems they really made a choice to make clearly Katara the waterbender. Yeah. And it was all about her journey as a waterbender yeah. in season one. And so Aang's journey as a waterbender did not happen. But the point is their journey is supposed to happen together. Yes. And that... By doing so, it almost puts Katara on the water bending level of the Avatar, yep. which is why she's a master and yep. dominant, and all of like she can hold her own because she trained with she. Yep. She and the Avatar basically trained together to get to that point, kind of making her learn first. But then he's supposed to be learning earth bending from Toph in season yep. two. So it's like, is he learning? Like, I think we're just not going to see him learn water. I, I think it's going to happen yeah. in between seasons. I think, that, I think I think we'll see the insane. end point of him, like the end of that training, mm-hmm. when he makes the octopus. And this and is how they wanted him to, how yeah. it makes sense. Oh, they were up in the Northern Water Tribe for yeah. a year, and he yeah. learned water bend. And he's a little older. He looks a little yeah. more trained. Yeah. His voice is maybe a little deeper all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to season two. Sokka was not sexist at Kyoshi Island. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he recognized their strengths and wanted to learn from Suki instead of kind of putting it down. And I liked this. I thought it felt better, and I thought it played better uh, in um, the way that he was a little kind of surprised at what Suki did mm-hmm. and that she was able to best him, but, like, he didn't make any jokes about it. He kind yeah. of just... He understood and realized, okay, no, I need to learn yeah. from this. Uh, I thought maybe they played Suki a little too much girl with kind of hearts in the eyes. and uh, But I, I was okay with it overall. I um, um, the, the Suki Sokka yeah. part of Kyoshi Island. I agree. Um, but I think it, I don't think I like it better to say but i think i think it was tastefully done and re re reimagined as a i I think it needed to be done this yeah i don't think you could have had Sokka come out the gate yeah in the super and because then also you get kind of the sexist storyline with the northern water later yeah you couldn't have i don't think doubling up on it would have worked with such a short timeline i don't know that's what the show is though it's just awareness you know it's equal equality you want to spread that that's like what the show is and i feel like yeah it's cool that Sokka learns in a different way and like he like you can clearly tell that he feels a certain type of way that his him being a warrior is way different than them being a warrior but it's tastefully done enough where it's him assessing power not just like an ability it's not just i'm a man i should be stronger than you yeah. Which is which is cool, you know, but like, um, I on the other hand think Suki was really good, and the actress. No, I thought uh, I thought she was really good. Yeah, I just I thought she was a little too starry dog after. Yeah, that's fair. Sokka, that's uh, fair. Where it, that was more supposed to be Sokka's puppy yeah. dog about her. Yeah, I thought they they gave a little too much of that to yeah, her, but I and, understood the, with the idea of like, oh, she's never really seen the outside yeah, world and all this. And that's what I was just about that to say. Side of it, yeah. So like, I, I that's why I said I'm okay with it. I thought maybe they might have gone a little too far with no, it. No, I agree. It kind of took away from her. It was it was weird at a moment. Yeah. 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 
Um, Mainly the the point where she really beats him in the fight, where yeah. it just kind of seems like where he's like, oh yeah, and he, he's clearly trying not really wanting to like fight her or do that because yep. he I think knows she can beat him, yep. and then like she just keeps jumping right into it, and it's kind of like she seems too eager. Yeah, but Th- I, that was kind of the one part for me that was like, I kind of mm-hmm. like that though because she's like kind of socially awkward in a sense. In this show, she, like, I guess has never been around a boy she likes and was trying to impress him the only way she knows how, but she didn't realize that she was messing it up, um, which I think is good, uh, character rewrite, but it could have been done a little bit better, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's my main point. Yeah. Uh, From this episode as well, Kiyoshi taking over Aang's body. That does not happen in the animated show. Yeah. In fact, I mean, we do get an avatar taking over Aang's body. We get Roku later in season one normally. Uh, But here they do it with Kiyoshi at Kiyoshi Island. Yep. Um, It was cool. It was cool seeing Kiyoshi. It it had the same impact as Roku, so I I was good with it. Yeah, I thought it was fire. I I thought it was well done. It came out of nowhere. No one was really expecting it. Um, I also like that when Kyoshi and Aang were talking in the spirit realm that she was seven feet tall. Aang looked like a literal child baby next to her, yeah. which was awesome. And her seeing her do that all four elements tornado was so fire. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a great inclusion to that no, I, Fire I Nation raid. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this one with the trailer, but Commander Commander Zhao being the one yep. that attacks Kyoshi Island. Mainly, we obviously Zuko and Iroh did also show up, and yeah. they went after Aang. It was fine how they they played the differences of it. Yeah, it, there there was nothing. All right, now we get to probably the biggest changes, and it's kind of a, a couple like two episodes here together. Yeah, um, starting with Omashu. Yep. And I just have a few things in a row because I was once again taking it episode by episode because we're at Omashu, which is the the Boomy episode in the anime series. At first, I was like, wait, Teo and the Mechanist in Omashu? What? We're not getting Northern Air Tribe? I was like, wait, Jet in Omashu? And I was like, wait, no Boomy in Omashu? Obviously, we get Boomy in the next episode. Boomy in the second half, yeah. Um. And then I made notes, Jet was episode 11 in the animated series, and his own episode and Teo and the Mechanist were episode 17, yep. so very late in the season. Yep. So I, I just thought it was weird that they threw all these storylines into one. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It was, um, I th- again, like with the pacing problem, that's my, that's my thing, like – at some points it worked ish. At some points it was just like, Hira what? Yeah, what is happening? Hira did not. Yeah, and like they, it's at at some points like this, it was like they bit off way more than they could chew for a certain period of time. These are three of the biggest stories from season one. Yeah, Jet, Teo, and Boomy. Yep, like those three stories are three huge stories from the anime series, and to that throw them into later essentially on. two yeah. episodes, and then they add more into that second half of the episode, the second one with Boomy. Yep. So it's like they really added four big episodes all together into these two episodes, and it just didn't work. Jet, I thought was still fine. Jet, I still thought yeah. played exactly like how Jet does in the animated series. Yeah, the, the storyline worked out. 
I thought Teo and the Mechanist kind of got the short end of the stick in terms of storylines. No, I agree. We'll get to Boomy when we talk about next episode. Yep. Let's, but I thought the um, Daniel Pudi from Community as mm-hmm. the Mechanist was awesome. Yeah, I, I thought agree. he was great as the character. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but like knowing where it came, so in the animated series where uh, Sokka and the Mechanist they build the balloons. Yep. And then the balloons attack the Northern Air Temple where they're at. And that's the reveal of kind of what really he was doing to help the Fire Nation, where he thought he wasn't really giving them anything, but he truly was actually giving them the power to attack in the air, which Teo makes a comment about when he sees saying, oh, the, the Fire Nation's weak to the air. So I knew I was like, okay, yeah, so they are still doing that. Yeah. You don't get the payoff in the series until the finale with one little balloon that takes Iroh and Zhao to the, the back lines of the Water Temple. Yeah. And I was just like, that's where I just felt that those two just got kind of big, big letdown. Yeah. I thought Sokka was great in the episode still. And I agree. You know, he was having to deal with and kind of the in the follow-up where he tells Katara – Oh, he told me I could, I, I should be a engineer, an engineer yeah. and, and no one's ever kind of like told me I should do something like that yeah. before. I thought that was fantastic. So I liked bits of it, but overall, I really didn't like the first part of the Amashu arc. Actually, I didn't really like the whole Amashu arc spoilers. I didn't like the movie stuff, um, yeah. but the first part I thought just didn't work. I thought jet, I thought the jet stuff worked, but I did not like the rest of it. I didn't really like any of it. I'm gonna be honest. These were the weakest episodes for me, um, personally. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. The weakest episode part. Um, so let's let's just bring in part two, and then we can talk about it. So Boomy is in the second Amashu. I yep. put a little note: Why make Jet Teo stories in Amashu if you're still yep. going to do Boomy? Really don't like the change to Boomy. I'm literally yep. reading my notes and the tests. No flopsy. Really? Yeah, no, flopsy no flopsy in the past. No flopsy. Um, Aang knowing it's boomy right away. Yep. Aang knowing it's boomy, I felt that took some of the, the oomph out of it. Out yeah. of it the oomph no, yeah. out of it. For sure. I thought the final test was still fantastic. I agree. I thought when he was having him hold the two boulders and tell him you have to make an impossible choice, that's what yep. the Avatar has to do, and then Katara and Sokka come in to help him make that impossible choice and not have to do it. I thought that was fine. Yeah. That one section worked. I thought everything else I, I thought did I not gripes with it though. Like I think it worked for the story they're trying to tell, but in terms of you know sticking to the characters, Boomy loved Aang. Boomy would mm-hmm. never hurt Aang and Boomy would never hurt himself to hurt Aang to try to tell him a, teach him a lesson. There are like this Boomy is obviously more serious. He's been gone through a lot of things. He's less goofy, more like hurt, scarred by what's been going on for the past 100 years. But, um, that's my like one thing. It's just like Boomy in the show doesn't really reveal that he's Boomy until the final part. He's just some random crazy right, king, exactly. That you just don't understand why he's doing yeah. what he's doing, and and like he obviously knows something but we don't know what it is but then he goes on to encase Katara and Sokka in rock candy which Aang thinks is going to kill them 
So he has to do that impossible choice, which in my mind works way better. Aang has to pick whether to save his friends or proceed, you know, can if he can yeah. move on from that tough choice. No, I agree. I think it worked better in the animated show, yeah. but I thought it, no, I think it for works. what they did yeah, for here, what they're going for, it works. It worked. Yeah. But I did not like what they were going for yeah. overall. Yeah. Um, along with this, we got the Cave of Two Lovers. We talked about Secret Tunnel yep. as, a, as a fun reference. But that's from book two when they return to Omashu, yeah. which also gets teased at the end of the series yep. when Azula takes Omashu. So we're clearly going to return to Omashu. So why did Sokka and Katara go through the Cave of Two Lovers and we get that backstory and we get them the moles and the, the lights? And I... I just was like, why is that? Th- why not just have them also captured like they were? Originally? I agree because that's and once again, clearly it was building up to that mo- that moment of having them come into yeah. the final test. So like, it all made sense when it saw it. But I just was like, it's it, once again, it brought a fourth story into yeah. this Omashu section that didn't need to be here. Yep. And like, I, I thought understand. Was, no, but yeah. like I understand that like they wanted to use the tunnel as like. Katara and Sokka's private moment to like get over some things, but they do that when they're encased in rock candy, thinking they're about to die. They could have done that. They could have done that when they were in in chains in the dungeon. They could have done that any other part. I do think it's very unfortunate that they brought in secret tunnel so early. Um, and the secret tunnel itself and the moles, because, I'm pretty sure, and they, and they did it backwards with the the lights. Yeah. Where the lights weren't the way to go. Yeah. Where in, in the show they ended up being the thing that yep. they were supposed to follow. Yep. I was I was fine with them doing the cave of two lovers and having it be like Sokka and Katara connecting as siblings and the love between them. Yeah. And kind of scrapping almost the Ang Katara yeah. love ship because that is a bit of kind of the weirder things in the animated show. Obviously they end up as a couple. I don't know. I, I think it's important. But where they're at age wise in the live action, it would have been a little weird to see like 15 ish year old Katara and like 12 year old ish. Aang. yeah, having that wait longer. I'm okay. Yeah. Let, let the actors grow a bit. Let them, but setting the seeds would yeah, have been fine. Yeah, you have to but, sow the seeds first. But there was no seeds. But that's no also why it's seeds. book two in the animated yeah. series. So why not just save that for book two? Exactly. And then you could have started sowing the seeds there. Yeah. So I I think there's a chance, like a lot of Avatar fans, that's kind of a big divide in Avatar fan base. Should it have been Aang and Katara? Should it have been Zuko and Katara as the couple at the end? I think live action, we might end up with Zuko and Katara. I'm just going to say that now. I will be so pissed. I literally will not watch the show. And I will tell you now. Um, Because, yes, I understand Zuko and Katara is a good ship. They have some things in common. Blah, blah, blah. They help each other. Blah, blah, blah. It's not faded. It's Aang was faded to be found by a waterbender and a warrior. That was literally faded to happen. To save the world from Sozin's Comet's return. That is the fated thing that was supposed to happen. And all that journey, all that character progression, that's not just for nothing. And I feel like, yes, they could do it. 
Yes, they could make some people happy with it. Um, I think it's a major mistake, though, personally. Yeah. I, I think they should just stick with what it is as well, but... I that's just my my gut feeling with how yeah. the show has started. Um, hey, at least give Toph Zuko. At least <laughs> Toph had a huge crush on Zuko. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else about the Boomy Omashu? It sounds like we both didn't overly love this section uh, of the show. I thought it was cool for what they were trying to do, but it's not. It's not what I would have done with Boomy. I would have just kept it. I would have just kept it. Yeah. Like, not be all old and mad and sad. He was happy and goofy and kind of just silly, weird. Now he was yeah. just too serious and weird. Yeah. Um, now we kind of what's funny is kind of right after they just jumbled a bunch of storylines into one, we get another section where they jumble a bunch of storylines into one yep. with the spirited away is kind of where it started. Yeah. Um, and it, it starts off relatively the same. They go to a village. Um, they hear about spirit taking yep. away people. And, th- and then, like, Aang goes to investigate because that's what he's supposed to do. But in the animated series, Sokka gets kidnapped by the monster. Yep. Um, and then they, they go about it, and eventually that spirit is put to rest. Yep. Aang brings Sokka and Katara into the spirit world in this. Yep. Which is right away signaled to me... Things are really different changing. Yeah. Um, and what essentially kind of, cause I'll wrap up cause it actually kind of goes into kind of the next couple episodes. Basically they brought in the Roku temple storyline and where in that, in the animated series, Katara and Sokka are sick yep. from the storm that happened like before in like an episode where we get the, Zuko flashbacks and stuff. That's where it happens. They're sick and Aang's looking for medicine for him. Yep. And that's when he gets captured and all of that happens. And um, he, a lot of that storyline's kind of all condensed into this where they get stuck in the spirit world mm-hmm. instead of being sick. Yeah. This I thought worked better for combining. At first, I was not a huge fan of when I started realizing what was happening. But by the end, I was okay with how it worked out. Just um, as a general idea, yeah. Before we talk about more of the specific changes within these, episodes. I um, I don't know. This was kind of a weak episode for me personally. It felt. Oh no, too... I think I think the Spirited Away episode in particular. Is oh weak. yeah, but um, I'm just talking the general idea of not like combining this next chunk of episodes. I thought oh, worked okay. better than the last combining of episodes. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, yeah. the story felt more like put together. Um, yeah, it made it made more sense yeah. why they put these things for together. sure. Yeah, but um, it still was not up there for me. Um, well, they ne- they never put the spirit the re- the panda. Um, I have his name written down here. Yeah, Heibei. Uh, Heibei. They never yeah. put Heibei to rest. Yeah, they never did. They never actually saved that spirit. Nope. It was it, it. They they went there because of that spirit, and then met four different other spirits along the way, and then put the other one to rest, the faceless one. Yeah. Ko. Why Ko. was Ko here? Yeah. Ko is supposed to be in the finale. Ko, when Aang goes to the spirit world and all of that, like, yeah. he's a finale part. Why yeah. was he here? That was the one part that, and, and okay, once again, they tied it together, which made it made sense. By the time I saw how they tied it together, I understood why they put him here. But when I first saw it, I was like, why is Ko here? Why is the faceless one here? 
Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Um, oh, I have another one. Um, the library owl. Yep. Uh, that was next on my yep. list. Wang Shitong. Wang Shitong. The name, the owl from the library yep. in the spirit world. He's a book yep. three character. Yep. Yeah, he's book three. He, like, also one of my favorite episodes of the anime, like, ever. Um, that episode was so crazy for me when I was a kid. But um, it, like, literally doesn't happen for months. And he pops up to say, watch out. There's deadlier spirits. That's how you're going to use this character. That is no. such a scary figure in that one episode. That is the master of he's knowledge. Horrifying. He's yeah. horrifying once he's he turns on them. Like 20 feet tall owl monster that wants knowledge or you're going to die. Like what? That, that was kind of just a waste in my opinion. You could have had a no. random spirit tell you that. Like, yep. why bring in such an you iconic you figure? You added a spirit in here, like yeah. a certain fox a certain that fox. end up is finding out as a certain character, yep. which I was okay with I'm that okay connection. With that. Yeah, because she's why half spirit anyway. Why couldn't... Just what, I mean, we're talking spoilers. Why couldn't UA as the fox be the one that tells him Right, this? and then when Sokka figures it out later, it would have made way more sense that he likes her because she helps save their yeah. lives. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was kind of going through my notes in order. Red flames for Azula. Yeah. With they had blue mixed in to kind of indicate the lightning. Yeah. I don't like that they're just going with that the lightning is blue and the flames are still red. No, they I hope at some point. No, it they did. Vines and she gets blue flames. No, they they did. She got really mad at the end of the fight and her flames turned blue for like half a second. No, it was it was lightning mixed in. Was it? it I'm, yeah, I'm pretty no, sure it was, it was like blue. Blue hands. She had like fully blue fireballs. And then what's her I, name? I think. Uh, Ty, Ty Lee. She was like Azula. And then she snapped out of it. Yeah. I thought, okay. So when watching, I thought at first I thought it was blue flames also at that moment. But mm-hmm. then when they went back later in the next fight and she still had red flames and then did the lightning, mm-hmm. uh, that's where I wrote down. Did they just mix in the lightning with the flames? Like it oh, was okay. them both coming out. And that's why it seemed blue, or that was the start of the lightning coming out, and it mm-hmm. wasn't flames. I, I think I think it's what they're going for in this show is that they're going for her progressive anger level rise. So the more angrier she gets towards the end of the show, and the more maddened you know she gets, her flames will be blue. I think that's what they're going for in this show. Um, I hope so because I think for me that's what it looked like. It was she was really pissed off. So the flames turned blue for half a second and her friend needed to save her from blacking on people, you know, but um, I could see that, though, them just kind of acts in the blue, maybe. But I feel like it's I so iconic not. that they I don't. hope not. Yeah, I think I think it'll just be especially when she you gets have crazier. the Azula versus Zuko fight. Yeah, it needs to be, to be blue versus, red fire. Yeah, exactly. It needs to. And I think it will be. Mm-hmm. I think it's them Easter egging the blue fire for right now. Yeah. Um, let's. I guess just I didn't, I didn't really have it. Azula obviously appearing in season one, as well as Lee May and Tylee, Tylee and May. Yeah, I kind of combined, combined them, yeah. the names. Um, they're they're in season one. I I thought it was fine with how yeah. they were tying it together it and fun. um showing that like it was Azula that was helping 
Zhao Zhao, and yeah. supporting Zhao and all this. I thought it was fine. I, I was okay with that addition. Yeah. Um, within the spirit world, we got some flashbacks. Katara got a yep. flashback that doesn't happen until season three when she confronts her mother's killer yep. of what actually happened to her mother and that her mother sacrificed herself to hide Katara from the Fire Nation. I didn't think it needed to be her. Me either. Me either. I, I, I thought I thought once again it's kind of rushing Katara's story in this yep. moment and if they do that scene in season three, I think it will lose some impact because of I, that. I just think the way they're they're going is that this was more Katara's bending season um than anyone else's really. Yeah. I feel like like they took Katara's journey and kind of just condensed it a little bit, into parts and season. parts into a season, and I think that's wrong to do. Again, I said and earlier, my gripe didn't is even Katara. make her like a main character. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like she, she had no time to shine. She had no emotions. Yeah. She except for the one fight versus right. Pocket one. Exactly. Yeah, that was like the one really and cool moment. She and I guess I feel the like, Zuko fight at the end was fine. Yeah, and such like a bit pivotal part for me with Katara is that she has like emotional outbursts of like rage or anger or happiness. She's having to hold or, it together yeah, for exactly. so long, and because she's like. She's supposed to be like the stable one. There's Sokka, there's Aang, and then there's her, and she's supposed to be the balance between them. But you know, that's the whole point. But she she's not, and she's just a kid, and she's just learning. And but they kind of just threw it all away and made her kind of the most boring character to me. And I'm kind of unfortunate about that. But yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Sokka getting a flashback, which does not appear anywhere in the animated series, but it does reference an episode from the animated series, the Bato of the Water Tribe, where Sokka does take the test yep. that they reference, and he gets the same symbol painted on his head. Yep. But instead of it happening in present day when they find the uncle, apparently it happened in the past. Yep. I, I thought this one worked better because it yeah. applied more to the Sokka's character arc for this season. And this it, it worked more in terms of what we were seeing. I agree. So, um, we talked about Ko. Um, him being the one that took the villagers and not Hebei. Once again, yeah, just kind of th- threw Hebei to the side. It was just like, what's the reason of having Hebei in the, yeah. in the show? Like, just... It's like UA even references Hebe exactly yeah, before yeah. all the co stuff happened. She's like, "Oh, Hebe's upset." Yeah, and then oh, the fog's dangerous, but the fog was co. Yep, yep. So it's just like it, it feels like why did you throw all these together? Yeah, I don't know. It was unfortunate. Um, Aang travels to Roku's shrine alone instead. So once again, this was kind of throwing all this stuff together where. Um, once again, he's normally separated from them when they're sick, and that's where the blue spirit stuff happens. But they all go to Roku's shrine together. Yeah. So he does it alone here. I didn't think it was a big deal. Roku's shrine was cool. Um, but Roku didn't warn Aang about the comet, which he does do in the animated series. Obviously, that ties into the end credit scene where the sage tells... Um, Fire Lord Ozai, Ozai about yeah. the comet instead, but I I thought it was a little bad that Aang didn't get that information. Yeah, I agree. Oh, one change that I did like. Sorry, yeah, kind no of for this, the fact that Aang can only speak to the avatars at their shrines. Yes, I actually thought I actually thought that was a cool change that they made. Yeah, I think it makes I think it makes sense. Um, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily fair because the avatars are always with you. 
So I think you should be able to commune with them, but I think it makes sense. Like it's not, it's not wildly abrasive of the character type, but like I, there is that one feeling of avatars are connected forever inside. Like they should be. Able I think to talk. it just makes it so that he can't always rely on. Oh, I need to like meditate and talk yeah. to the avatars, which at some point in the his anime decisions. series he yeah. he does do yeah. that kind of a bit too much. Yeah. Um, the War Council flashback. Um, yeah. I put happens when Aang asks what happens to Zuko instead of Agu telling G and the ship's crew. Um, but then blue they both spirit scenario, yeah. yeah, blue spirit scenario happening. Sokka and Katara still stuck in spirit world instead of being sick. Yep. Zhao and the UN archers take Aang from Zuko instead of just capturing him. Yep. And then I, once again, I, I, I'm just reading my notes. Best sequence so far. This is when the blue spirit was happening. But please stop with the slow motion action shots. <laughs> yeah. Iroh telling G that they are the 41st division that saved that Zuko saved. Five exclamation points afterwards. Yep. Again, I, I love that part except for the slow motion action shots. Yeah, I agree. Um, that episode was great. Yeah. Zhao is the one that tries to murder Zuko himself instead yep. of having the pirates um, from the Water Scrolls do it. Um, Hang doesn't do any training with Katara on the way to the Northern Water Tribe. None at cuts all. on this. Yeah. Um, Northern Water Tribe still sexist. Yep. Yeah. Um, Avatar Kurok gets yeah. an appearance. Um, it was cool. In book one. It was cool. Yeah. And we actually get his story yeah. with his connection to Ko, which is actually from an online game is where that story oh, is really? canonically from. Yeah, I, I was looking this up because I was like, wait, do we ever really get this story in the show? Yeah. We don't. I thought it was Apparently like a comic or something. I think it became a comic, but oh, okay. the first appearance was from an online game. Wow. Um, Escape from the Spirit World is what it was called. Wow. Um, where it told the story of how he lost his, his wife to Ko and all that. Why wasn't Ko in the season finale once again to connect all this? Yep. Um, UA and Sokka connection from the spirit world. I liked that. I, yeah. I liked the Fox connection and where he kept asking her, Hey, why do I know do you? I, know I was you kind yet? of, I was kind of wondering. I was like, Where does he know? Like, I, I was like, I don't. Out. I figured it out immediately. When, yeah. when they were in the spirit world and I saw the Fox, I was like, Watch that be UA. And then literally yeah. it was. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did not put those together. Yeah. Uh, but I was also on like hour six of watching it straight through. <laughs> yeah. So um no story about Grand Grand and Paku to yeah, kind of help none. change Paku's none at um, all. feeling. Like and they kept showing Katara with her necklaces yeah. right there talking to Paku, and I'm like, just make just say it. Just, just, just talk about just it. Just reference it, it once. One just time. reference it once, please. Um Airship being used in the Northern Water Tribe battle instead of the Northern Air Temple. Yeah. And I thought it was a waste of the airship. I thought it yeah. was dumb. I think it was a little bit of a waste, but they're going to make it big and grand for when the big airship fight happens at the end of the show, probably. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Zhao being the one that realizes that the fish are push, pull, yin, yang, yeah. and not Aang having yeah. that realization I thought was weird. Um, Zhao admitting to Zuko that Azula helped him the whole way. Yeah. Iroh kills Zhao to save Zuko instead of the ocean spirit just dragging into the water. I actually liked that change. Me too. Um, so that way Zuko Iroh, didn't have to bloody though, his hands. Not being the one to notice that Yue was touched by the moon spirit. Yeah. 
um, like he does in the show, and she just well, ends up sacrificing herself. Yeah, I also feel um, like they they made him less spiritually aware. Like he is still he cares about the spirit world, but like in the show, he's like he has vast knowledge. It seems like, and this one, yeah. and not in the live action show. But what also what that moment does in the first one is where you realize that Iroh like is good. Yeah. And there's good in the fire. And it's kind of your first like real moment of realizing, wait, there's some good in the fire. And it's cause like Iroh's always kind of kind throughout, yeah. but you don't really get, you get all the tales of dragon of the West bossing, say all of this, you could tell that he doesn't really want to be conquering, but that was the first moment where you no, know, he cares more about others. And they were trying to do that with, Oh no, you don't want to do that. Jow all this, but like, yeah, not having that extra spirit. I thought that took a little bit away from Iroh as a character. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then the last thing, Omashu overtaken at the end of the season, which does happen. Uh, we don't see it in the animated series, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. And they do have to go back. Um, that ends my list of changes that I took note of. Yeah, I, that's pretty much it for me as well. Yeah. After like 45 minutes talking to Avatar, <laughs> hopefully you all enjoyed. But um, yeah. I know we're both huge fans of it. So yeah. um, I, I wanted us to spend that time. So final thoughts. I think we can wrap this all up. Hey. We both liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed Omashu it. Omashu was the worst part. Yeah, Omashu was definitely the worst part. Um, also, I really liked uh, the extra scenes we got with Philo and Ozai that we really didn't get at all in the show, the original show. Um I like that we get to see more of the character and how much of a a meanie meanie guy he is. And even even to Azula. Yeah, exactly. And we get to see more of that like brainwashing towards Azula and using Zuko as a pawn to push Azula even further into madness and like I need to be perfect. I need to be better. I need to be stronger. I think that's cool that we got to see that dynamic more. Yeah. No, I, I agree with yeah. that. Um all right. Let's talk about the other big thing that came out this week, and that was yep. the Bad Batch premiere. Yep. We got episodes one, two, and three. Yep. Um, obviously, we're already on an hour and 15 minutes. We knew this was going to be a longer episode. Yeah. Um, but how I think we approach this, let's talk episodes one and three together, because those are kind of a good they go together, and then episode two. Um, kick it over to you. One and three. What did you think about the Omega and Crosshair episodes? Um, I thought they were really good. I'll be honest. Um, I was enjoying it fully through both of them. Um, I like the characters. Um, so I think that was enough for me to carry it through. Um, I like that there's this secret of Omega's DNA that was always hidden for season after season. Um, and then, but we kind of knew, you know, some people kind of figured it out. Um, somehow Palpatine, somehow Palpatine returns and guess what? With Omega's DNA. Um, and then when Palpatine does actually return in the show, which was cool in my opinion, that he actually shows up to the cloning facility, um, that he asks for an M count evaluation and says, we haven't found a suitable transformation, transferring of M count cells. And I'm like, wow, we're really doing this right now. Omega is force sensitive question mark. Well, they've been hinting that she's force sensitive yeah. literally since the beginning. Of no, the show. for sure. So. Yeah. And it's just like, but like at some points it's just like, if she was force sensitive, I feel like things would have happened by now if, in her case where she, 
she's running away or fight or flight would have kicked in and the force made of well, they kind of have i mean just with how quickly she picks up like yeah that's like true the, she's the, a quick the learner blaster bell yeah and, like this stuff and she's more of the emotionally attuned yeah. as well like and that's why she is so emotionally attuned to the animals and yeah. the creatures and like batcher yeah in, in this episode the the dog essentially that she cares for and connects with and is able to connect with that eventually saves them yeah that's all the four senses she doesn't yeah. need to necessarily and what i think is great is she doesn't need to be pulling uh, things yeah, out of the sky for sure. a jedi force yeah. like she can be forced in the idea of you can be force sensitive without being like a jedi. a jedi yeah but like i think it's uh, really cool that i think it's cool that they're doing that in such a way that it is Echo is force sensitive. She's just emotional with it and it helps her find peace and like do things that she loves. You know, I think that's cool. Um, I do wish, I I do hope for like the end finale that she does get like some sort of awakening or like some sort of like self-realization of like, Oh crap, you know? Um, Or maybe she doesn't make it out because Palpatine returns. Who knows? Um, and we know Grogu's not the blood that he got yep. because because he did not make he they messed well, that up they messed that guy up. Well, that guy's plan wasn't he, he wasn't working. Yeah, for it. He, he was doing it on his own. He was keeping that research separate from true. this research, and yeah. that's part of the connection here. Because we hear uh, from Mandalorian season three, we hear about Project Necromancer, which is what we're seeing here. This yep. is Project Necromancer, the actual real Project Necromancer. And in the Mandalorian with uh, Grand Moff Gideon, Mm -hmm. that's the name, I remembered it, don't worry. Um, (laughs) With Gideon, we were seeing him basically try and do that, but for himself. Yeah. And to overtake, and it was not part of this. And so this is more clearly building up to Snoke and somehow Palpatine returned and all of that, which is great. But what I, I loved about these episodes was just... The, the Omega Crosshair and yeah, the, the characters, her, yeah. yeah, her really not giving up on Crosshair and not wanting to leave him behind, and the connection and Nala and her protection of Omega, yeah. the t- literal ticking clock of her blood in the machine yeah. was fantastic use of a ticking clock in story. I agree. Um, the once again the the Batcher and him coming back to help save her and yeah. um, the. So, once again, I think it was Screen Crush, maybe, that reference. It might have not been, but... Oh, no, it it was uh, Heavy Spoilers. Mm -hmm. called um, the Doctor, I'm forgetting his name, but he called him Jeremy Renner. Because he (laughs) looks exactly like Jeremy Renner, and I can't get it out of my head now that it's just Jeremy Renner. (laughs) Um, um, But, yeah, just... I I thought it all worked. They were... It was just like the Crosshair episodes from last season, yeah. where it's these more self-contained stories, very emotional, very character-driven. And for Crosshair, who needs redemption after what he did, he, these episodes are great. And they're really showing us this deeper side and connection to Crosshair. And then to another level, Omega, where she's not willing to just leave him behind because he betrayed them and all this. She's still sees what sees something in him and still sees a connection to kind of highlight the force sensitive nature. Yep. I, 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 talk. Oh, oh, I, I also like that. Um, in the beginning of the bad batch, he kind of sees Omega as like dead weight, not really important. Uh, 
why do we why are we helping this kid you know and she's not a trained soldier she's gonna just slow us down but now she's saving him and he's grateful even though he told her to stick to the plan she still came back for him i just like the the mirror of the the two stories and then episode two we get the other two members of the Bad Bats because we really only have the two of them because Echo is off with Rex yep. currently. Um, and so we Tech get has Hunt- fallen. Yep. We get, we get Hunter and Wrecker chasing down leads on Omega and they get sent to a planet. Uh, they find some clones who were there that were a part of a testing facility by once again the, the doctor um, that was doing all the testing and apparently they're also testing this stuff on plants, which is not really a big surprise. We saw them testing on Zillow beasts yep. already. Um, but I thought it was cool. Cause it was basically, I was in my mind. I was like this, they're, they're doing an aliens episode. Yeah. Yeah. But this is aliens. And yeah. I was like, I, I loved it. I thought it was a fun episode and it kind of, it's, it's that balance that yeah, the Dave Filoni animated series always do. You have the serious episodes one and three, Sandwiched by more of just kind of a fun adventure mixed in, but that's still that's also progressing. Powerful. Yeah, exactly. No, I, um, I completely agree. They, they landed with all the first three episodes, and I'm glad that they released them as a pack in the first. Yeah, yeah. And I know we're getting more packs moving forward, so I'm yep. excited about them, and I'm excited for us to go deeper on them on a week where we don't have all of Avatar <laughs> season one to talk yeah. about. Um, so we're both excited for the start of Bad Bat season three, but any other thoughts you want to throw out? No, I've, I've, I've been a fan of the show the whole time. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends, who makes it, what, how this story impacts Palpatine's return and all that stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to those connections. I'm just looking out of this. We still got so much to talk about. Hey, maybe we, <laughs> maybe we save some, you know? Uh, well, some of it's going to be quick. Some oh, yeah. of it's just going to be rapid fire thoughts. So um, we, we got like, Two more actual big discussions, I think, and the rest will be rapid-fire thoughts. Uh, One of those big discussions, we got an X-Men 97 trailer. Yes, we did. I thought it looked great. And that's really all. I I never, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the original X-Men cartoon. So I can't really speak on this too much. But um, from what I saw, it looks great. Sounds great. Gambit powered up Wolverine's claws. That was cool as F. Um, yeah, I'm going to watch it. And if I enjoy this, I'm going to, I'm going to swing back to the old OGs. I did grow up with the OGs. Right. That's a car alarm goes off outside. It happens. Um, so I, I was really excited about uh, the OGs end with this teaser, which obviously they talk about in the trailer of, um, Professor X dying. Yep. In the comics, he doesn't actually die. Yep. Um, she, some alien race, I'm forgetting it, uh, but that he fell in love with, that happens in the show as well, like comes and offers a treatment to like save him. Mm-hmm. It appears that they're actually having him die, which yeah. I'm, I'm okay with, because then it leads to this Magneto taking over the school arc, which right. is clearly what they're doing. And, and it, it's really cool. And I, yeah, I thought it looked really cool. It's exciting to see the characters back. And I'm excited to see how it's going to tie the X-Men to the MCU because we know the animated shows are canon and yep. will tie stuff into the movies, um, as we've seen with What If. Yep. Um, so yeah, I thought it looked great, fantastic. I'm super excited about it, um, but I don't think there's a ton outside of the idea that we're getting essentially the heroic turn of Magneto, which does happen in the comics um, here in the show, which I'm excited about. Yeah. 
And I mean, he's always been a hero if you're on that side. No. <laughs> um, this next story. Um, the Silk Show drops all writers except the showrunner. Yeah. I have this question added to it. Wait, there was a Silk Show being never, developed? Yeah, never knew. <laughs> never knew. Yeah. Um, I was unaware of this show. Yeah. Um, if this is a Sony product, we're uh, cooked. Please no. Yeah, we're cooked. Please no. Yeah. Um, transfer just transfer everything immediately. Ab- ab- abandon it, please. Yeah, just um, just give up. It's okay. Just, yeah. We don't need another Spider-Man story if you're just not going to land it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but no, that that's my actual opinion off of this, yeah. based on all of, all of Sony's stuff. If the I, I don't know who I just saw this new story, so I threw it in here. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is Marvel, but it wouldn't be Marvel because it's yeah. a Spider-Man adjacent character, so it should be Sony TV doing this. Yep. Please don't. Yes, yeah, I agree. Don't. Just move on. Um, Henry Cavill has been rumored to accept a role in the MCU. Yep. I got two questions here for you. Is this a good idea that he, Superman is coming into the MCU? And what character do you want him to play? Um, I don't really have a character that I think he should play in my mind. Uh, probably someone like heroic and stoic and big, but powerful. Uh, he needs to be someone powerful, but, uh, I don't think it's a bad idea for him. I think he's an actor that does incredibly well as a superhero, in my opinion. Um, and as just a, a cool actor in general. I think if he wants to join the MCU to play a superhero again or a supervillain, go for it, man. You you can do it. He's yeah. an action no, star. I, I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I don't think he could be like a top face of oh, yeah. Marvel. I think I that think would so. be a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of people wanting him hopefully to be taking a villain role to yeah. kind of make it very different. I've seen Wolverine thrown out there as an anti-hero. I don't like the Wolverine idea, but that's also because I'm set on the hopes that Daniel Radcliffe's surprise role <laughs> three is MCU yeah. Wolverine, as we've talked about. So that's part of the reason. Yeah, and I'll, I think we should get more comic accurate, short, yeah, I kind agree. Of more stocky Wolverine than yeah. big, tall. I think I think Henry Cavill would just seem like knockoff Hugh Jackman. Henry Wolverine. Cavill it, is. It, it, it would Cyclops? be Wolverine at home. That was the name I was going to bring yep. up. Henry Cavill that, as Cyclops. That was the character I was going to bring up. I could I see think that. Henry Cavill as Cyclops would be really cool. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the name uh, as far as heroes go. I don't really have a villain that I necessarily could see about. Yeah, me either. I don't want him as Doom. Yeah. Galactus doesn't really work for him. Um, so, so, so Cyclops was the name. I was like, I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> him... Ryan Reynolds, Daniel Radcliffe as the, like the the trio, Deadpool, yep. Wolverine, Cyclops. That'd be a, that'd be a fun group. I think so. I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um. All right, we have a rumored Midnight Suns movie that apparently is going to start filming when Blade starts up as yeah. well. They're going to kind of do them together. And the rumored lineup, and I want your opinions on the lineup. Okay. We got Doctor Strange. Okay. Wanda. Okay. Blade. Okay. Moon Knight. Okay. Elsa Bloodstone. Okay. Man Thing. Okay. Werewolf by Night. Okay. And the Black Knight. Okay. Uh, 
So what do you think of that team and the idea of a Midnight Suns movie? Where is half of them? And Well, I mean, all of those characters have appeared. Yeah. Doctor Strange like, obviously being huge, Wanda like, being huge. But I feel like that there are other characters in the Midnight Suns that are more prevalent. I don't know. Yeah. What this feels like to me is what mystical characters have we already introduced yeah. in some point in Marvel? Let's throw them together and call them the Midnight And then Suns. we'll throw Shang-Chi in the, the post credit scene just because, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I saw this, I kind of like, as you, as you were going down the list and your, your reactions was kind of my saying, like, yeah, Doctor Strange should be there. Yeah, yeah Wanda should be there. Blade, of course. Yeah. Moon Knight, yeah. Sure. You know what? I, yeah. I kind of want Moon Knight as an Avenger. Yeah, more, but... me too. And then when it got to the Werewolf by Night crew, yeah. Elsa, Man-Thing, Werewolf by Night, I'm like, it makes sense because of the comics. Yeah. But, but they not were with in the story the, they're developing. Not with yeah. the story they're developing. Black Knight, yeah, that makes sense yeah. in there. But, oh, sorry. Looping back to Henry Cavill because it ties into this. Captain Britain is another name oh, a lot of yeah. people have brought up. That could which be that could ties work. in because of Black Knight. Yeah, that could work. Captain Britain and Black Knight have a, a connection and maybe tying in the end of Secret Invasion and the tease that the Britons <laughs> are putting together a team. That that was another name I've heard thrown around. I still prefer Cyclops. Yeah. Me too. Um now but that I with just, that yeah, idea yeah. that maybe it ties in with um, Black Knight yeah. being here in this movie. I don't want this yet, though. Yeah, I don't want Midnight Sun yet. I don't we, want it yet either. I think we have too many stories right now. We got Werewolf by Night, which was great. I, I, I actually really liked Werewolf yeah. by Night. We haven't even gotten Blade. Yeah. Why are we already building the team movie for the mystical side? Do the Blade movie. Give yep. us Moon Knight Season 2. Yep. Bring Wanda back just in general. Yep. Show the Black Knight in some of this stuff before we get this team movie. Yeah, don't do this yet. That that's my opinion on it. Well, I for one, they said that Wanda is dead canonically already. So yeah, yeah but like she's not. She's not. They're, they're they're waiting to do, and this is my opinion. They're waiting to do Magneto House of M. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what. That's why Wanda's dead because that's what she was in the comics before yeah. House of M and yeah. Magneto bringing her back and the kids and all that. Yeah, I think I think that's tying into Magneto and how she's a Magneto chai. I think I think that's why she's on the bench right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Borderlands trailer, yep. another video, video I made. I broke broke down video game movie coming out. Yep. What were your thoughts on the Borderlands trailer? Um, I don't honestly think they're they're I think they're cooking a little bit. Um, I I mean I'm a Borderlands fan of the games. Um, Borderlands Two is probably one of my favorite shooters. Um, looter shooters. Love one and two. Yeah, um, love one and two of the games. But um, and even the pre sequel. Um, but anyway, um, I. I do think that there are some things that mm, could be tweaked, could be changed. Um, I do think it's weird that half of them are really old um, in comparison to characters. And I don't know who one of the characters is. Jamie Lee Curtis's character? I don't know who that uh, is. Dr. Tannis. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, 
but I did not realize that until you just told me that. <laughs> um, I thought, once again, I did a lot of research yeah, for, yeah. for the, uh, the trailer um, breakdown. Jack Black so. as Claptrap, probably a amazing signing, I'll be honest. Um, my, my favorite of the group. Ariana Greenblatt as Tiny Tina. Yep, they cooked. Um, Kevin Hart in the movie at all is just kind of goofy. Um, but he said he's playing it as a serious, as serious. Yeah, which, I know. which Roland should be. Yeah, so why is it Kevin Hart? Yeah, but like I understand that they want it to be kind of like laughable. That he's they want it to be a comedy, right? Like that's what they want. But there are but you can still other have the people. Straight man, yeah, playing against the ridiculous without yeah. it being a guy who's supposed to be ridiculous. Hey playing man, the straight I, man, all I'm saying is Terry Crews was right there. You could yeah. assign Terry Crews. He's a goofy guy, but he's played serious roles. You can do it. You can do it. Kevin Hart, just for namesake, I mean, listen, I know a lot of people don't like Kevin Hart. I'm a Kevin Hart fan. Yeah. I, I, he's funny yeah, when he's doing his thing. Exactly. I don't think this is his thing, but we'll see. Um, the story so uh, so far from the trailer, I mean, I I couldn't really tell what was happening. I'll be honest. Uh, um, from breaking down the trailer, it seems yeah. like there's going to be it. And this is what I said. And this was actually one of my gripes is mm-hmm. they're kind of combining one and two. Okay. Like game. And why I said that is like, we're getting a lot of one references. Mm-hmm. We're getting Crimson Raiders. We're getting kind of the, the van seemingly start, but yet we're bringing kind of like the characters in from two. Yeah. And where they're at with two, with Lilith and Roland kind of being away from Brick and Mordecai. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tiny Tina was two. Krieg was two. Like, who also just is there. He's just there the whole trailer. Yep. Doesn't do anything. Nothing. But, like, but then, like, they're still the vault that they say they're hunting for. But then it seems like we're getting a battle of the gun developers. Yeah. Because we get Jacobs. We see Hyperion referenced in there. Uh, Doll, I think, was referenced yep. in there, and then we also get directly one of the other, like two two of the actual manufacturers of characters that are being played. Okay. Oh, it's Atlas, Atlas, because oh, okay. we see their building. We see Atlas, and we see Jacobs. Uh, that that's like the handsome. I call him the, the handsome Jack-looking guy that yeah. you see, like Kevin Hart repelling down yeah. to. That's Jacob. So it seems like we're getting like a battle of the developers. Okay, but no handsome Jack. Yeah. Hyperion. Yeah. It's a very strange choice. Or maybe they didn't so, show him? I don't know. Nah, he, they've basically said he's not in it. Oh, interesting. They're not doing him. Yeah. Why? At least that's what they're saying. Yeah. No, once again, they could be surprising and holding it back. But yeah, so for me, I, I thought it was this weird mishmash of one and two that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, I think it looks fun. Yeah, I'm I think it looks fun too. Summarizing. Yeah. But what I thought fell off. It's not ridiculous enough. I agree. I, like, I think it is ridiculous, but not in the right way, you know? Yeah, like yeah. Ariana Greenblatt. I love her as an actress. I thought she was great in Barbie. I think she could be great in this role. But I when her moment too. as Tiny Tina, mm-hmm. like Tiny Tina is one of the most ridiculous characters in that whole game. Yeah. Constantly just ridiculous. The big moment was like the, oh, uh, let's, I'm blow it up and like the make your, it rain with your bones or that. And she has the flip and yep. blows it up. It just wasn't as big Enough. as yeah. I felt like it needed to be. But maybe she will have other 
bigger yeah. moments. Yeah. But for the first trailer, you got to yeah. sell it. Yeah. And make it feel. And I didn't feel like any of the characters outside of Jack Black as Claptrap really was hitting that true ridiculous Borderlandsness. No, I agree. I think Ariana Greenblatt is her Tiny Tina kind of touched upon it. Claptrap, Jack Black cooked on it. Hit it. Yeah. And but everyone else is Kevin just Hart lacking. Kevin didn't get it. Lacking. Kate Blanchett didn't get lacking. it as Lilith. Yeah. Um, Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Lacking. Yeah. I didn't so even know who it was. Krieg was just there. Yep. And it's like, and once again, like Krieg, literal playable character from two. Yep. Just there. Um, Lilith's Phoenix power, or not Phoenix powers, uh, Siren powers. Siren power. Yep. She becomes like the Phoenix yeah. or whatever it's called, I, I talked about in the video, you see one short glimpse of it. At a point, I didn't even think they showed it. And until literally in the breakdown, as I was going like scene by scene, I noticed where they finally showed her powers being used. Like she teleports a group of yeah. them away. But like I literally, right before that, was talking about like, are we not going to see her powers at all? She's yeah. literally a powerful siren. Why haven't we seen any powers? Oh, there's one quick scene in here. So I feel like they're going to not catch. use her power as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's literally a flash. I didn't catch it until I was like going almost scene like screen, screen yeah. by screen, and so I'm worried. Yeah, I, I think it looks fun. I and it's produced by the people that make Uncharted. I was yeah. like, I think it's going to end up being an Uncharted yeah. level of a movie where they kind of mishmash a bunch of the story together. It it's ends enjoyable. up being an okay movie yeah. overall, yeah. but it's not great. It's not. Sonic. It's not yep. The Last of Us. It's not yep. even Detective Pikachu. Yep. It's kind of just there. Yep. No, I agree. I I will I will be seated though. I will go to the movies to see. Oh, it. I, I plan yeah. on seeing it. I, yeah. I, I think it, it will be a fun popcorn movie. for sure. Yeah. Um. Grab a couple right. friends. You know, just just go have fun. You know. Getting to some sad news, I think, right here. Okay. There's some concept art that was released from the producers of the Spider-Verse movies. Yep. Of Batman Beyond yep. concept art that they've been pitching DC that apparently they were told is never going to happen. Yep. Why? Why won't you why yeah. wouldn't this happen? Yeah, what a, what reason question. would you not have this happen? It's a great question. I um I was actually talking to my friends about this when I saw the posts about this. Um, and I'll say exactly what I said then. DC is fumbling so hard recently. And they need to do something massive to really appeal to the fans that really know what they want. And also appeal to the other fans of superhero dumb that have just come in with all this live action stuff in the past years that, that I've you know grown up on and more people have. And what could that be? Huh. Maybe Batman's Miles Morales. Batman Beyond with the same style and art team and sound design team and voice acting team. We could have perfection. Then there's stories of James Gunn saying he wants Phil Lord and Chris Miller to do something for DC. Yeah. Like, I literally saw that news story as well. Like, he's like, I want those guys to do something for me. Yeah. You have their producers pitching exactly. you this movie. Exactly. And they and said then no. I saw I saw today, don't worry, Jurassic League has been approved as an animated movie that's yeah. coming out of like, the Justice League as dinosaurs. Yeah, I saw that too. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? 
Like that's where your money is is going. Is that the extension of Creature Commandos that was announced? Do you think is that just what Creature Commandos is becoming? Probably, probably. But it's stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. And you have this out there. I hope this Deadpool's. Remember when the Deadpool test footage leaked, and it was oh, this is never happening. Yeah, this leaked, but everyone talks about it, and it gets that it gets the people in charge to realize this is what we actually want. Mm -hmm. I hope that happens with Batman Beyond. No, me too. And that the that the the praise that this these three images have gotten on the internet proves to DC that holy crap there's still interest yeah like people want this and I don't see why people wouldn't we got an award winning studio making incredible movies right now that wants to do this wasn't asked to wants to do this yeah. And they're trying to pitch you, even exactly. though you're telling them they have no chance. They're still coming. Clearly, up to you they know it. what they're doing too. Like they know what their audience wants. Like they know what they should be doing. Listen to what people want, DC. Please, please, yeah. please. All right, um, Acolyte, our next Star Wars TV series post Bad Batch, got its release date June fifth. Yep. I hope we get a trailer soon. Me too. Yep. Um, Spider-Man 2, the game, New Game Plus, coming March 7th. I'm excited. I, I'll probably, I'm excited. I'll be playing it off stream and everything, but I'll be, you know, going through it again. I will play it after FF7 Rebirth. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that, that's going to take up a lot of time here at the start of this next month. I will, because pro- I've been wanting to do another playthrough. I've yeah. been waiting for New Game Plus. So Me too. I will, I will do a New Game Plus playthrough. Yeah. This one, though, for video game news, I know we're both excited about, and I already was like, Mediaverse content? Yep. Battlefront 1 and 2 Classic Collection announced. Yeah, we're we're hyped. We're hyped for this. We're hyped for this. <laughs> so hyped for With 64-player servers online. New characters. New characters, new maps, like new, right, so, new weapons. Obviously, we're, we're hyped about this. Yes. We're going to be playing this. Yes. It's exciting. These games where my childhood yep. is what got me into online yep. gaming and all of that. But new characters, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. They talked about Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress. Ventress. Yep. But they didn't say only Kit Fisto and Asajj yeah. Ventress. They said they those are the two only confirmed. Yeah. They just said new characters, including. Yes. So what characters else do you want to see? Ahsoka's Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Top, top of my list, Ahsoka. Easy. Yeah. Um, because like, it has to be non sequel yeah. characters. Because obviously, like the, these were these only got sequel Clone series wasn't out yet. So yeah. I don't expect us to get sequel. Characters, I hope we but, get uh, uh, Maul, uh, Robot Lake Maul, but he was in Battlefront yeah. Remastered. Maybe as um, um, he's all regular Maul. Yeah, also in this. Yeah, um, but a skin would be cool. Um, I hope we get. Um, Savage Press maybe just as a little side character yeah. thing that, that would be that, cool. That was my that was my other big yeah. Savage um, Press. I would like to see uh some more villains that aren't um like Cad Bane. I think Cad Bane oh, would be cool. Cad Bane would be yeah, awesome. I think that would be sick. Just more characters that have we've been introduced through through time since these games have come out that we know exist in these years. I think that would just be cool. Yeah. Um, if we're getting Asajj Ventress, I think we should get Quinlan Voss as well. Yep, I agree. So, um, that, that's kind of on the hero side. Yeah, yeah. The, the villain side was the more interesting because we've yeah. gotten Cad Bane, 
Savage Press. Yeah. Even a night bring a night a sister. sister. Bring yeah. a, like the, I'm I'm so excited. I can't yeah. wait for these. I'm excited. Um Superman Legacy, speaking of DC, yep. uh had a table read. And we got a couple pictures coming out from it. Um, one a cast photo, but also a photo of the logo. And they're using the Kingdom Come Superman logo. Okay. Um, thoughts about the logo? Did you look at the cast photo? Any thoughts um, overall about it? I saw the cast photo. Uh, I mean, they look happy. They look like they're having fun. Um, Superman logo, I think looks sick. I'm a big fan of that logo design. Um, I saw, I don't know if it was real, but it was a image of Superman's outfit for the, the, the movie. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, I don't know if it was real. I think someone might've just mocked it up, but, um, with the logo and the, the shorts, I think it looks good. I think it looks clean. Hot take. I'm not a big Superman with shorts fan. Um, I think it looks kind of silly. He looks like he's wearing red tidy whiteies to me. But I know that it's like the classic Superman. It looks good. Like, it looks good. I'm not going to lie. But it's just not my cup of tea, you know? But I'm, I think it looks good. The mock-up that I saw. Um, cast photo, I want to point out Nicholas Holt. I thought looked great as Lex. Yep. Just standing back there bald next yep. to Superman. Yep. Um, I thought he looked fantastic. And I thought Rachel Brosnan up front very much looked like Lois Lane. Yeah. I agree. Um, so the, the those two, I thought, just obviously they were just dressed regularly. Yeah. I mean, Nicholas Holt's head was shaved, yeah. and like he didn't look like Nicholas Holt. He looked, he like, looked like Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Yeah. Um, so like I, I wanted to point that one out. Um, all right, we got a couple more quick news stories to go. We might go be able it. to cut two hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Last Airbender. Speaking of Avatar, the animated series. We got this confirmation that there are going to be more movies yep. in the animated a universe. While ago. A while ago, but we now know that the Team Avatar, um, the Aang yep. kind of adult movie, is set to come out October of next year. Yeah, and I'm ex- um, so excited for that. Yeah, I'm very excited. So excited. I just need, I just want to know who the villain is going to be, because to go against prime, fully realized Team Avatar, who's stopping them? That's my gotta, thing. Gotta, yeah, it's... I'm, it's just going to be so with so updated scary. animation with in a movie. Yeah, in a movie. Be in it's going to be in theaters. I'm so excited. Um, speaking of movies in theaters, we're starting to get rumblings that Eternals Two is actually going to happen. Yep. Um, with I heard bringing back Gemma Chen, um, bringing back I'm forgetting the actor's name, but he played Rob Stark. Um, uh, Superman uh, of Eternals. Yeah. But uh, he'd come back. Icarus? Harry Styles. Yeah, Icarus. Yeah. Um, but I'm still forgetting that. Yeah, I don't name. remember his but name. He, he'd be he back looks like in Sebastian it. Stan, though. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, Harry Styles. The yep. He's there. Yep. Um, Angelina Jolie's Athena. Yep. Um, so, kind of that, that crew that was left behind, kind of going maybe to find the other. Um, the other Eternals, it sounds like there's talks of actually continuing this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope I, they do. They, I'll be honest. I hope they do. I hope they do. I think you'd need something else in there oh, besides sure. Harry Styles yeah. to make it worthwhile. I agree. 
but I it clear. I mean, it was said at the end that they would return. Yep. We we got the title card, so this is gonna happen at some point. They can't ignore the story forever. Yeah, it's been way too long, too, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'm okay with it. I I thought the movie was fine. I did. I didn't think it was the worst thing ever. Yep. So I I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Eternals too. I like Eternals. Cut, cut down the cast as well. I think cutting down the cast to a smaller crew will help it. Yeah. I. I liked Eternals. I'm among the the few, um, but I liked it. Uh, I'm excited to see these characters more uh, that are still around, and the story with whatever progresses. But I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, a Harry Potter TV series has been confirmed for 2026 mm-hmm. uh, for HBO Max. Don't care for it. I mean, yeah. Um, I think this is just Warner Brothers trying to raise the price of yep. the selling of Warner Brothers. Literally. Um, uh, it probably actually won't ever happen. It's also not needed. The Harry Potter show, not needed. Yeah. No, the the book, once again, the movies didn't do everything in the books, but it wasn't like Percy Jackson where they just butchered the yeah. books and it so was, the show was it, needed. In my opinion, they were good movies. I grew up on them. I love magic yeah. and wizardry, you know. Leave them as they are. Yeah. It's also still don't recent. have to remake the last one was what twenty twelve it was like twelve yeah. years ago no. like no no I yeah. I am a you know what if you're doing a Harry Potter series do Hogwarts Legacy story yeah or do, do a different something time else yeah just don't, don't do the books yeah I agree um Daniel Destin Cretton the Shang Chi director maybe this is why he's no longer doing Avengers five yep he's apparently developing a live action Naruto movie yep. Uh, uh-huh. we, I know uh, you're more the anime fan here. Yeah, the I two. have a Naruto tattoo. It's not this one, but it's down here. Um, I I have not seen any Naruto. I I grew up on Naruto. It's my tied for number one with Attack on Titan. Um, it's another one I have not seen. I yet. highly recommend it. <laughs> I've please, seen Dragon please, Ball please Z watch and it. My Hero Academia. No, I will say <laughs> those are my animes. Hey, that's that's my top three one, My Hero. Um, but. I will say, please watch Attack on Titan. It's a great show. Um, I've heard the good things. It's probably just peak TV in general. Forget anime. But anyway, besides that, um, Naruto live action, I, I, I pray. You know, I really do just pray. It's probably going to be mediocre, enjoyable, like I think Avatar and uh, One Piece live action was. But that still steps forward. Maybe they'll take what they learned from that to make Naruto great. I also eventually we'll get a Last of Us. Yeah, but I also don't know what the movie is going to be because if it's a movie, like these are shows with multiple seasons that we've had so far. Naruto has so many arcs and so many different stories that they could tell. That I hope it isn't just a mix match of nonsense. Like it's just like, like the Omachi. Yeah, like the, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, why is this happening? That's what my fear is that they're making a movie when there is so many movies that you can make that that's not possible. So what are they going to do, really? Yeah. What makes me excited is, I mean, Shang Chi being like the martial yeah. arts, the, I, the action's going to go crazy. Arts. Yeah. I, from what I know about Naruto, I'm like, that seems like a perfect match. It's so. going to go crazy. The action's going to go yeah. crazy, but the story might suck and the movie might suck. All right, our final story, Grant Gustin, 
Yes. You brought this one up saying he would be okay if James Gunn called him in to play the Flash. He would come back and play the Flash. Big fan. Now, since you brought this up, uh, I'll, I'll kick off my thoughts. Go for um, it. I, 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 like you said, I'd be a big fan of this. I love Grant Gustin as the character of Flash. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to happen. Really? Um, okay. Reason for that is I want a cleaner cutoff from previous DC. Okay. I, I know James Gunn has been doing this weird. There could be some characters coming back, this and that. I hope that was just kind of talked to maybe try and save some of these last movies. Mm-hmm. And once again, Blue Beetle, because he was kind of off on his own, can can stay. It's like that. Yeah. That one character is fine. But I, I hope it is. Well, did he say I that hope we, that was part of the new age? He he said it's the character is, but okay. that, that not even necessarily that movie or that story. Interesting. Is. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I just want to clean cut off. I just leave anything in the past, bring in new stuff, bring in new actors, bring in new people to play it, make it their own. I'm still holding out hope that somehow they're just tying in Matt Reeves' Batman into this. Because it just makes the most sense. It, it just... To me, I it doesn't fit. I don't want it. But... Yeah. Matt Reeves' Batman. I, I can see how it could fit, but in my opinion, it's just so serious and dark and... But I think that's fine, because that's how that the is comics DC. are for Batman. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> if, if the Batman size is more... Because Gotham should be the more serious and dark and gritty. And then when you go over to Metropolis, it's the bright and sunny yeah. and hopeful. Because that's no, yeah, the, I agree. their characters. So that's where I'm like, I think it does fit. And it could work. And I hope so. If not, once again, as I said before, bring back Christian Bale to be an older one. Yep. I know I just said cut off from previous incarnates. But I think that one's far enough back in... Yep. You'd be essentially tying the Nolan verse instead. Yep. But I don't want to tie in the Nolan verse and tie in the TV universe and bring in some stuff from Snyder. Yeah. There needs to be a clean cut somewhere. If there's one thing being brought back, which as of right now, it's some of the Snyder stuff's thing. I, I don't want that. I, first of all, I just don't want that because mm-hmm. I don't want us to move on from that era. And. I just want a clean cut, except for maybe tying some sort of Batman into this that we've already had. Yeah. Of the good Batmans, which is Matt Reeves or Christian Bale. Yeah. Because we kind of already killed the hopes of bringing back um, Michael Keaton. Yeah. I mean, I also think it's a little too late to bring back Michael Keaton. I'll be real. No. Even in The Flash. Yeah. You You know where you could bring Michael Keaton back? In a Batman Beyond animated movie, as the older Bruce Wayne Batman. Absolutely. Oh, That's well. where you can bring Michael Keaton. But back. no, DC, we want to make AI helped made Flash movies that were kind of and bad. Jurassic, and Jurassic League. League, and yeah, someone over there needs to splash some water in their face. But I still trust in James Gunn. Yeah, so I'm still I trust James Gunn. Yeah. All right. I'll let you know. Why do you want this to happen? Um, well, uh, I mean, I've, I watched the flash show until like season six or something. It ended That's at, about where ended I at nine, but off. after the thinker, I stopped watching, but the thinker, I think was yeah. my last season too. Um, it was Grant Gustin's flash was perfect in my opinion. Um, huge flash fan. He's my favorite DC superhero next to green lantern after that, but, um, he, 
I think he embodied Wally West. I mean, not Wally West, Barry Allen. And uh, Wally West could have been a better character in the show. Anyway, um, Barry Allen, Grant Gustin, they're synonymous in my mind. Um, and Ezra, Ezra, you know, that whole thing. That was never Barry Allen to me. Even even in the Schneider version of Flat, the so, Flash, the terrible. Here's my here's my take because of exactly what you said. Because I agree, mm-hmm. Grant Gustin fit Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. So we need Wally West in the movies. I agree. No, I agree. If we're gonna we, do we it, just we just don't need on. Barry Allen. Yeah. If we're we, if we can't do Barry Allen right, make it a Wally West Flash. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Which, and then, then if we're doing like a, I know we're supposed to be getting John Stewart and Hal Jordan. Yep. If we're getting a John Stewart as the main Green Lantern, the Wally West Flash works better because yep. he's then the pure comic relief. I agree. He's the silly character. So that that's that's my and another reason why I'm like I don't want this because I agree. I think Grant Gustin is perfect as Barry Allen. Yeah. I I just I, I don't know I don't I don't. I don't while I loved the show, it did eventually bring a lot of baggage yeah. and kind of they used a lot of things in there. And I don't want to have to have it somehow. In but I don't think, pe- but like, I personally think that they can do a new flash with Grant Gustin being the flash without it being related at all. I think they can do that. I think that's part of the issue that James Gunn's already trying to do. Though, yeah. where he's like, I want to bring these things, but they're not really these things. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't like that idea, and that's why I just I'm like, uh, unless you're bringing something like if you're bringing Christian Bale back, you're bringing the whole Dark Knight trilogy. Right? Yeah, that becomes canon. You're connecting Matt Reeves. Your that Batman movie's canon. I I don't want to just be like, ooh, I like Grant Gustin. I'm going to put that here. Oh, I want to bring. Um, I'm trying to think of just some other good DC thing, but I can't. Uh, Stephen Amell. I want to bring um, Stephen Amell. I, I was going to say Stephen Amell, but I was trying not to go to the same use. I want to bring Mark Strong Sinestro. Okay, like the one good thing from Green Lantern movie. Yeah. I want to bring him back, but he's not connected to that movie anymore. Yep. I don't want to do that. I want to bring Jason Momoa, but he's not Aquaman anymore. And is he, I want if him to he be is, Lobo. He's not connected. I want him to be Lobo, not Aquaman. Yeah, it's. That that's what I want to avoid. It's just kind of cherry picking these parts and throwing them together and be like, what they did before didn't matter. But I mean, that's kind of it's what just, they're doing anyway. I know. It's not but really, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. But I mean, <laughs> that's just how media is. You know, there's different comic series, there's different movie series, there's different everything. I just would rather start fresh and build something new. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, we got through it all. We two did. hours. Two hours. We knew this was a long episode. Oh, yeah. And once Avatar, all eight episodes were in there, that could have been a whole episode. But it basically was. It was yeah. 45 minutes of us talking to Avatar. Um, where can people find you on the internet if they stayed for the whole two hours? Uh, well, you can find me at, at a Sacred Skull, uh, Twitch, YouTube. Right on that video version. Right yep, under it's right here. Video. Right down there. Right, right there. Yep. Um, or you can find me starting when this goes live as well on a YouTube at About Time Joey. I'm doing a soul lock with him over there Monday through Friday and Sunday on my Twitch channel. I also just noticed uh, you can see my avatar pops right there. Right over my shoulder. They've been there the whole time. Mine is right up there. I have Sokka and Aang right there. 
Yeah, I got uh, I got the whole gang, but you can see Aang, Katara, Suki, and yep. Appa there. Yeah. I just got a Red Lantern Hal Jordan. Oh, really? Still in the That's box cool. I need to put out. Yeah, I found it at Target the other day. That's nice. Um, all right. Not, we're not here to talk about <laughs> Funko Pops. That, yeah. that would take even more time. Um, all right. Uh, you can find me, Derpy Dragon 15 but more so, more likely right now on YouTube uh, slash the underscore Mediaverse. Um, playing on breaking down more things, putting things as stuff comes out. I would have done Avatar stuff, but I knew this episode was coming. Yeah. Um, so I, did, I didn't want to. I want to do more, too. I just have to find time. To make some that that's it yeah. and also the fact that google was not kind of letting me make <laughs> yeah. a whole new account that makes things a bit weird but we will figure it out we yeah. will make more stuff we're going to keep doing things keep sharing keep watching we appreciate you yep thank you if you stayed the whole two hours appreciate it you're committed hope and we you enjoyed you. yeah yeah uh let us know your thoughts on the avatar series in the comments uh in a review um where, wherever you're listening yep. um yeah and we'll see you on the next one. Much love, Peace. guys. Bye.